Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today on Making TeacherCast Your Home for Professional Development. Welcome to the first of several episodes focusing around ISTE 2018. We just got back from the fantastic conference out in Chicago. 20,000 educators all getting together to support each other and do amazing things in the world of education. We had some great opportunities to meet people out there and do some presentations. We got a chance to present with our good MIE friends, Tammy Dunbar and Richard Snyder. And I had the privilege of doing a session on how to create a podcast for your classroom with this year's keynoter, Michael, the tech rabbi Cohen. Absolutely fantastic. We had other great opportunities to meet with people. We did a, an hour-long presentation um, at the Wii Video booth with our friends Dr. Nate Lang and the Wii Video team. Also had a chance to sit down with the bell of the ball this year, Flipgrid. We had a chance to do a 20-minute interview with Joey from Flipgrid. It's been all over the internet so far in video form. I'm going to be releasing it in a, in a couple of days here in audio form on the uh, on the iTunes feed. So look for that soon. Of course, we also talked to our friends over at PowerSchool, and we just had a great time. So lots of things going on. If you went to ISTE, we would love to hear from you. We're looking also at putting together a post-ISTE uh, podcast uh, featuring you. So if you guys want to come on the show and talk a little bit about what it was, what did you do, what did you think, let us know. You can leave me an email over at feedback at teachercast.net or leave a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. We would love to hear from you. It was a fantastic show. Today's podcast is going to feature Mr. Creativity himself, Mr. Innovation, John Ko. Now, you might recognize the name John Ko. He, of course, was a star of one of the recent episodes of the Colbert Report. Well, maybe not a recent episode of the Colbert Report, but uh, you got to check out his video. I'll make sure it's linked over here in our show notes. But John and I met a couple years ago at in Seattle uh, for one of the Microsoft Hack the Classroom events. A great, great guy, and I love catching up with him. This year was a little bit different. He brought his son, Desi, and uh, we had a chance to sit down with both John and Desi and learn a little bit about not what the, you know, not just about what the status of creativity and innovation is in today's classrooms, but also what does ISTE look like from the point of view of an eighth grader? Something you never thought of, right? You go to these big conferences and say, you know, from a teacher's point of view, what do you think? But Desi had an opportunity today to sit down with us and really give his point of view about what he thinks. And you got to check it out. It's about 10 or 15, 10, 10, 11 minutes or so into the podcast interview. Um, great stuff. So hopefully uh, you guys have a chance to sit down and process everything that's been going on over the last couple days here with ISTE. You can, of course, check out the ISTE 18 hashtag. And also, I highly recommend checking at the hashtag not at ISTE 18. And we want to give a big shout out to our friends at the Not at ISTE channel and also our very good friend Peggy George for keeping up with all the great stuff and putting it together so that way you have it. Again, this is the first of several great ISTE 18 uh, podcasts. And without further ado, here's our interview with John and Desi Kale. We're here live on the ISTE floor in Chicago, Illinois. I am here with John Kao. John, how are you today? Doing just great, thanks. It is so good to see you again. It's nice to have you back on the show. How have you been? I've been very well, thanks. And I'm appreciative of the opportunity to chat with you. This is like our reunion tour here. It is a reunion tour. Now, we're sitting here. You said this is your first ISTE event. Indeed. What are you finding? Well, I'm finding a lot of... Um, heat. I'm wondering if I'm finding a lot of light. Um, there is a lot of activity. I mean, I'm actually 
surprised at the uh, volume of uh, activity here. I think the word innovation is everywhere to be seen. Uh, I'm still trying to address in my own mind how much of what I'm seeing is really about innovation. Well, let's kind of start right there because we've talked about this in the past. And, and, you know, for those who don't know, you know, John here has been dubbed Mr. Innovation. What does innovation look like in 2018? I think innovation is moving from, um, I like to say, getting it to getting it done as big uh, uh, organizational and industry agendas. So just mm -hmm. broadly speaking, whether it's in government, whether it's in the private sector and the you know, large corporations or in the startup world, I think people these days understand uh, whatever their frame of reference that innovation is important, by which I mean the ability to generate new ideas that have value um, uh, and that uh, can be uh, implemented in sort of a timely and relevant way. So is innovation the art of doing or the art of thinking or a combination? Uh, well, it's a combination of the two. Uh, obviously, uh, if you do and don't think, that's probably as problematic as the as the reverse. But I think what I'm referring to by the uh, notion of moving from getting it to getting it done is that while I think the light bulb has gone on for most, you know, if you're a leader of a country, you have to be thinking about your competitiveness in the global landscape. If you're a leader in a corporate environment, you have to be thinking about how innovation remakes your value proposition. If you're an educator, you really have to be thinking about how to reinvent the process of education to fit with the realities of 2018. But that doesn't mean that you know anything about how to do it. And the how of innovation is something, as you know, uh, that I've been immersed in for the last 30-some years. Well, let's dive into that. Um, when you say the way things are being done in 2018, what are you seeing out there? What are teachers doing that maybe needs a little bit more innovation? Well, I think that um, uh, education, for both good and for worrisome reasons, is uh, quite refractory to change, uh, resistant to change. And I, I mean change not just in terms of blips of, oh, we're going to try some new curriculum or some new device, but sustainable uh, change. I guess we could call it transformation as opposed to change. And so um, what I see are these titanic forces that are arrayed on both sides of the aisle. On the one hand, you know, the desire for progress and for transformation. On the other hand, a, a reluctance to let go of the existing uh, model for good reasons being that it's about stewardship of the well-being and the future of the young. So it has to be taken very seriously. But bad reasons in terms of parochial organizational models, limited models of leadership, conservative attitudes, uh, bureaucratic attitudes, and somehow the notion that um, uh, experimentation, failure, the ability to assume risk have no place in an education establishment where, uh, as the record of innovation, generally speaking, is that you, you have to get back to beginner's mind and try things out uh, and be willing to tolerate uncertainty and failure if you're going to make progress. Now, now, you had just said something that was quite interesting of, you know, the ability to get rid of what was already done, basically holding on to traditions. Are you seeing that both in the classroom and in the school, or are you maybe seeing more where the teachers are trying to move forward, but education is still kind of lagging behind? So I think of teachers, by and large, as being the heroes of the uh, innovation agenda in education, and I see the system and the culture, the, um, the reward system, the advancement system, even the professional development uh, options as being some of the elements that may be... Um, uh, restrain or at least tamp down the natural desire of teachers to be of value to their students. Well, if we look at the word professional development and we bring that into the word 
world of innovation. Are you seeing anything, whether it be here at ISTE or around the world, that is really innovative professional development? And if so, what is it? Well, I'd like to uh, say that there's a lot going on in that area, but in fact, uh, as I scan the environment, there's there's little of anything that I would regard as being focused on two major agendas, which are near and dear to my heart. One is cultivating uh, the ability to be an innovative thinker, and that is cognitive development. It's what happens in between your ears, but it's also about the ability to learn skills, then develop capacities, then achieve mastery. It's being on a journey of becoming an innovative thinker. And then the second is the ability to lead innovation, whether it's leading innovation in the classroom or leading innovation in terms of transforming uh, the, the learning enterprise in your school or in your school uh, district. So I think that uh, uh, one thing that I've been very focused on for the last uh, almost two years since we last talked is to create professional development around bringing innovation learning and innovation capacities, the ability to move from getting it to getting it done to teachers. Because if we're going to change education, uh, you know, district supervisors come and go, right? Uh, students come and go, hopefully in a progressive direction. But teachers are really the, um, the bulwark of, uh, of, of transformation. And I think there, from what I've seen, is a, a real hunger for uh, a, a, uh, a professional development experience that's going to give teachers the equipment and the ammunition they need to be agents of change. So that's the, the Edgemakers professional development uh, uh, experience, which is now launched. Talk to us a little bit about Edgemakers. Where can we find more information? Well, edgemakers.com uh, is the right place to go. Uh, Edgemakers is uh, uh, basically focused on innovation learning for middle school and high school age students with also a higher education curriculum. Uh, we're A to G certified in California. We've just been approved by the Texas Board of Education. We're beginning to spread not just in the United States, but globally. We have uh, uh, efforts underway in uh, uh, Canada, Mexico, and China. And, you know, this notion of innovation learning is not uh, just an American in, uh, invention or priority. It's a global priority. So edgemakers.com is probably the best place to uh, check it out. I also wrote a book a few, uh, some years ago called Innovation Nation, which was an attempt to look at how America's ability to innovate as a country was up for review and how uh, uh, learning uh, in the broad sense and attention to uh, human capital issues were fundamental to our ability to continue to be successful as a leader in the innovation space. So that's kind of the maybe the basic sciences mm -hmm. around which the uh, Edgemakers uh, initiative got launched. Now here we are in Chicago for ISTE 18. If we look ahead to ISTE 19, with everything that you see going on in the classroom, if there was one, maybe two things that you could change to make us even more innovative, more in tune with what's going on, what would some of those key things be that you're just like, I got to change that one thing? And when you say us, you mean the community of ISTE participants or? Teachers, education in general. If you had the ability to yeah. turn the key and every classroom did one thing. Well, I mean, obviously, from my own parochial point of view, I would wish that every classroom would have a meaningful learning experience around innovation in the broad sense of the ability to generate new ideas, develop them through disciplines like uh, design thinking, storytelling, collaboration, uh, and emotional intelligence cultivation, and then entrepreneurial skills, which is in fact the edge makers uh, curriculum. I think at a, um, uh, at a, um, uh, a more philosophical level, it would be to 
give teachers an opportunity to engage with one another as a community to an even deeper level. I mean, one of the ironies, I think, of ISTE is that, you know, you have teachers sitting in rooms, looking at the front of the room to a speaker who's sitting on a dias with a microphone and maybe some videos and, you know, uh, some PowerPoint. That's exactly the industrial model replica of a classroom. You're absolutely now, right. I, I, I think ISTE has done a phenomenal job of creating a community, but I would wish that there would be opportunities for teachers in small interactive groups to address the issue of transforming the wicked problem of, of education. ISTE is a great place to start that process, but you know now we have powerful social tools and collaborative tools, digital uh, community uh, supporting um, and project management tools that allow uh, for the kind of collaboration that I think I think a lot of teachers are really hungry for. So we know that teachers are hungry for great professional development, great professional learning. We also know that one of the, the key things about professional learning and bringing these experiences down to the kids is the idea of having authentic relationships, authentic um, opportunities. You happen to have a friend with you today. Uh, can you introduce who's on mic number two? This is uh, Desi Ko, who is my secret shopper. Uh, he's 13 years old, uh, in between seventh and eighth grades. And uh, I thought it would be useful to bring a, uh, uh, a perspective from the end user community to ISTE, because I don't see too many 13 year olds here. Desi, how are you today? Great. Are you having fun at ISTE? Yes. What are you seeing here? There's 20,000 educators all all here to help guys just like you. Yeah. What do you think? I'm seeing a lot of different booths with a lot of technology and things that are trying to help kids. But I'm also seeing, well, in like the second part of ISTE, technology for education, I'm mainly only seeing like the technology part and like seeing things like robots and stuff that are really interesting but not exactly helping with education. And, and how does that make you feel that there's all these great things here millions of dollars being spent and here we have an eighth ninth grader saying i don't get it yet i mean i think like it's really cool but like a lot of the booths are really cool but some of them are not exactly trying to help out like they're just trying to sell their products like i'm seeing like segways and stuff that don't really have to do with education you're not using segways in math class yeah no <laughs> no what what are some of the things that you find interesting or you know stuff maybe that you've done in the class and then you're like hey that was really really cool let's try that again what, what excites you um let's see uh things like i saw brain pop which is like this uh educational website which is really helpful in class because it's little short videos that have a lot of information that help you learn and you can take notes on them and they have like a lot of different topics. So here we are, 20,000 educators, and of course, all of them are gonna be listening to this recording. Desi, if you had one message to send to all the decision makers here, what would it be? I mean, I would say try and really go back to like the core message of education and try and stay on that topic, because I'm seeing like a lot of different things that are kind of drifting away from that. But just always remember like how this is helping to educate kids. Focus, it's amazing, right? All the kids want when it comes to education is focus on learning, mm -hmm. focus on innovation, focus on focus on what? I mean, just focus on yeah, just learning in general. Just make sure that the kids that are using like their product are just getting something out of it. John, it's amazing with all the vendors downstairs, and I think there's like four thousand of them. It really comes down to is their product able to be used in the classroom. 
even as much do the students like Desi here want to use those products. What do you see both as an educator, as a, a, I know you do a lot of consulting, but most importantly, as a father, what do you see when you walk down that vendor booth? I see a lot of glitter and I see a lot of, uh, I mean, Desi used the word gimmicks. I think he was a little too polite to use the word when he was speaking. Um, and I, you know, really technology can be wonderful as an amplifier and as a, an enhancement to a core learning experience that has some authenticity. But to focus on the technology as an end in itself, I think is um, uh, doing uh, uh, the, the learning experience a, a disservice. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we're in a capitalist society, so we understand that businesses have to sell a product and make a profit. But I think that what I'm missing overall, and this is not just, this is not ISTE per se, this is American education, this is a worldwide race really to redefine what is the ethos of education in the 21st century? How does it relate to the fact that we are, for the most part, no longer in an agrarian or an industrial model of society and that the skills and capacities and wisdoms that we need to impart to young people are radically different from the past and that the institution of education and the realities of the 21st century are divergent and perhaps diverging even as we speak. So the notion that um, we have to converge around the notion of what is authentic education? Uh, what are our values? What are we trying to accomplish? You know, are we trying to fill people's heads with uh, facts uh, so we can uh, give them tests, so we can give them scores, so we can plug them into the right kind of industrial employment model? Arguably not. And the thing that is really noticeable, I've been writing a little bit about this recently, is that there are so many pressures now for education as an institution and learning to diverge. Uh, you know, this is the disintermediation phenomenon that killed off borders and, uh, uh, you know, uh, blockbuster video. And not that education as an institution is going away, but it's got more and more competition and more and more competition of a very varied and kind of frenetic variety as we're seeing on the exhibition floor here. So getting back to focusing on the fundamentals of what we wish education to accomplish, what the vision for education is, what the values are, and then what constitutes an authentic learning experience, that's fundamental. Does competition bring out... Um, quality improvement? Uh, right. Well, I think that uh, you're seeing a lot of... Um, you're seeing a lot of incremental innovation, which is burnishing an existing model or, you know, better backpacks or better desks or better in maker space uh, elements. That's not really going to transform education. I do think that uh, competition on a global level is quite interesting to look at. You know, Finland, for instance, uh, on a per capita basis, you know, the cost structure of education is more favorable in Finland. They did it through reform of how the system treats teachers for the most part. Uh, China, which is now arguably as digital, if not more digital than the U.S. in many respects, and which has never lost its focus on Confucian values, is now this incredible petri dish for experimentation in, in education. So I think that there's a global competition that's going to make us all smarter, um, and hopefully competition at the micro-economic and micro-industrial level will give us better products and services. John, there's a lot of great stuff that's here. 20,000 educators all coming together to figure out how to get this right. I want to say thank you so much for your time. And, and Desi, I, I hope that we get a chance to catch up uh, next year in Philadelphia. 
And of course, I want to say thank you one more time to John and Desi Ko for their time. It was great catching up with John and learning about not only his point of view, but also what Desi's point of view was on the educational landscape today when it comes to creativity and innovation. We want to know what you think out there. If you were at ISTE, tell us what you think. You can, of course, leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. We're looking to put together a show filled with testimonials, filled with on-the-floor uh, thoughts and, and just how are, how did you guys think about the conference? We want to hear from you guys out there. And of course, if you want to send us an email, you can do that. So at feedback at teachercast.net. More great podcasts coming your way from ISTE, including Power School, Flipgrid, Wii Video, and many, many more from our friends at Microsoft and Lego Education. Stick around. We've got some great content coming your way. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. <laughs>